Hi there, welcome to the Causeway Coast Vineyard podcast. We are a church who are passionate about seeing the transformation of individuals and institutions in our city through the generations to see all things new in our community. We hope you enjoy this message. Here's Neil going to do it again. Thank you, Neil. Good morning, everybody. Good morning if you're watching online. It's good to be here. Now, I'm going to show you something that probably you didn't get to use much this year, your passport. Might be lying somewhere a little bit dusty. Maybe you did get a sneaky trip to Lanzarote, but most of us didn't go anywhere. And this one is the new one, actually, for Great Britain and Northern Ireland, little black one. But inside this passport and the front page, wherever your country or your passport would be, it will say something along the lines of that. So this says, Her Majesty's Secretary of State requests and requires all who may be concerned to allow the bearer a to pass freely and without let or hindrance, and to afford the bearer such assistance and protection as may be necessary. So a passport gives us an authority to go places that we couldn't without it. It gives us an authority to pass freely. And when we um, look at what Jesus did on the cross for us, he brings us into a freedom where we then have an authority to move freely. In Galatians 4, verse 7, and we're going to look at Galatians quite a bit this morning, Paul says this to the church, so you are no longer slaves, but God's children. And since you are his children, since you are his child, God has made you also an heir. So we enter into the kingdom of God and just like a passport, it allows us to go to places of freedom. We become citizens of heaven where God is king and his rule and reign, which is perfect and just and kind and good and merciful and loving, where that reign happens. And we have that authority to, to see that come to earth. Jesus came and he demonstrated the kingdom of God and he says it's close and you can come to it as well. So following Jesus is this exciting adventure that just like Neil said, we talked about last week. But in the context of the disciples seeing this freedom and this freedom to go places, Jesus talks to them in, in Luke and he says something interesting. He says, don't rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your name is written in heaven. Jesus says to his disciples, don't rejoice in your identity. In, no, rejoice. <laughs> don't rejoice just in the authority, but rejoice in the new identity. Knowing who you are and whose you are. And this is what is meant by kingdom identified. And this is the final building block and this series that we've been doing. And this series becoming has been fantastic to have a fresh look at what it is to walk our life out with Jesus. And being kingdom identified is knowing who we are and whose we are. And it's vital that we understand this. We can't continually be someone who we don't think we are. It's weary and tiring and it's no good. So, who remembers the show, Antiques Roadshow? I think, is it still on? You have to give me like a nod. 
Antiques Roadshow, just in case you don't know, it's this program, Saturday afternoon, I think it used to be on. And you would bring objects that you didn't know what they were for, or their value, or maybe there was a wonderful story behind them. And you would go to Antiques Roadshow, and there'd be a load of experts who would know exactly the purpose and the value of what was brought to them. So a few years ago now, um, we used to come, my husband's from Northern Ireland, and we used to come visit his family in Oma, and they used to like watching Antiques Roadshow. And I remember quite a few years ago, I was watching Antiques Roadshow with them. And this woman came with this pot, and she told this story about this pot that she had gone to a car boot sale. And she saw this pot and didn't particularly like the pot, but she liked the plant that was in the pot. And she paid a pound for, because she liked the plant. Not really interested in pot. She paid a pound to this lady at the car boot sale. And then somewhere along the line, someone said to her, I think that pot looks quite um, valuable. You should take it to the Antiques Roadshow. So she goes to the Antiques Roadshow. Would you believe it? The pot was worth 35,000 pounds. This is where someone goes, I, I think I got one of those. That's why you should go to Vineyard Compassion Car Boot Sale. Put a little plig in there, Ricky, like that. So, so she gets this pot. Now, the thing is, at the car boot sale, the poor woman who sold it had no clue of its purpose, no clue of its history, and no clue of its value. But placed in the hands of the expert, they knew exactly what it is. And when we talk about the kingdom of God, we place our lives like a pot which has purpose and which has value. And when we put our lives in God's hand who created us, he knows our purpose and he knows our value and he knows why we're here and he knows all the good things in us. He knows us. And when we are, have our lives planted in his hands, then we also find our value. And often we look, just like to the world, like a car boot sale, we look there. Is somebody there going to tell me what my purpose is and my value is? But that poor woman at the car boot sale had no clue. And we can spend our lives looking in the wrong places for our purpose and our value. But Jesus says, I know your purpose and I know your value. And of course, the real value of an object is how much you pay for it. That woman got 35,000 pounds for her pot. And we know our value for how much we've been paid for when we look at Jesus. Because he doesn't just say, I know your purpose and I know your value. He says, and I'll pay for it. And he gave his life. He gave everything to buy us back, to buy our freedom, to buy our purpose, to allow us to go places. And being a kingdom identified is to, is to now live a life where we now take hold of everything that Jesus paid for us for. And Paul says, when, now that you are free, don't go back to slavery. Don't, don't go back to that place. Now your life has found purpose in God. Don't go back to the car boot sale. Don't go back to anywhere else where they might tell you your value. Stay with me. Stay with me who created you. Now, another program I watched at the car, uh, Antiques Roadshow was um, there was another episode, and they were in Southampton, and they'd found this treasure chest, and they believed that maybe it had come from a pirate or something. There was all this speculation about this treasure chest, and it started at the beginning of the episode, and the woman said, at the very end of this show, live on TV, we will open this chest. And they had people from the museum and the Maritime Museum saying, what is in it? And I remember they were sort of rattling it, 
wonder if you can hear it. And there was something in it. So they got this locksmith, and right at the end of the episode, we're all leaning in, the locksmith was fiddling with the lock, and they opened it up, and I kid you not, there was a biro pen in it. I think someone must have like picked the lock with the biro pen, and that was it. And they sort of said it was an antiques roadshow, it's sort of low. But I think when we, when we take our life, and then we pursue every other avenue for what our life can have meaning and what we think our value is, it is like an empty chest where it looks gray, but inside still keeps us hollow and empty. So living this life with God is learning who we are and whose we are. Eugene Peterson says, our lives are not puzzles to be figured out, rather we come to God who knows us and reveals to us the truth of our lives. The fundamental mistake is that we begin with ourselves and not God. So when we take our life and we place it in God's purpose, when we place it into his kingdom, suddenly our life is not an individual thing to figure out. We are placed into his purposes. So when we stay with him, when we stay close to him, when we allow him to tell us who we are, when we, when we learn more and more about who he is, our life starts to make sense. We find purpose and we find our value. So in Galatians 4, verse 7, if we read that bit again, it says, so you are no longer slaves, but God's child. And since you are his child, you are made also as heirs. Formerly, when you did not know God, you were slaves to those natures who by nature are not God. Paul goes on to say in Galatians 5 verse 1, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourself be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. So if we're now free and we know our purpose, what is it to live kingdom identified? Well, I think one thing we need to have is a mindset, a kingdom mindset. And a mindset is a set of beliefs that affect the way we think, the way we feel and the way we, be, we behave. A mindset is the beliefs that we have and they affect the way we think, we feel and we behave. So when we start to believe who he is and the goodness of God, and when we start to believe who we are in him and what our identity is, it then affects the rest of our life, the way we think, the way we feel and we behave. It's our beliefs that have to come into line with what God says about us. I heard this this week, someone said, God will not change your mind and you cannot change your heart, but if you change your thoughts, God will change your heart. So when our thinking process has to come in line with what God says and God's kingdom, then something changes inside of us. And this is a journey that we are on. It flows, it's not static. As we go through life, God starts speaking to us about our identity and who we are. So how do we know that we know who we are and whose we are? Well, I think the first thing is that we're able to lay down our lives. In Galatians 5 verse 13, Paul talks about don't use this freedom to do exactly what you want because you'll end up back in slavery. Doing what you want, whenever you want with this freedom will not bring life, but use your freedom to serve one another. When Jesus was about to wash the disciples' feet, he said, it says in the Bible, Jesus, knowing who he was, washed the disciples' feet. Jesus knew who he was, 
and gave his life. When we get caught up in who am I and where am I and what's my purpose and what's my value, we get so caught up in ourselves, we don't know how to just give that up and lay down our lives and, and serve. So I moved here about three years ago with my husband and our children, and we moved here from London, and we'd been there uh, for about 20 years, and James, my husband, came here for a job at the vineyard. And I remember the year before, God started speaking to us and stirring us, and it was a, a big upheaval to move from somewhere that you'd been for a long time, but I felt like God was all over it. We were having all these prophetic words, which is like God speaking to you, direction. We um, sensed that God was doing something. And you know when you're in that time of life, maybe that you've encountered it, where you just know that God is speaking to you, you know that God is close, you, you read your Bible and it's coming alive, and you're like, wow, this is amazing. I know my purpose, I know my value. Wow, God is alive, everything looks great. And when we got here, I remember there was this sort of question of, I wonder what I'm going to do. Um, I was a nurse, and I was like, I wonder what I'm going to do. And when I got here, I think I was just going, well, this is just going to carry on. This is, I'm going to step off that boat. Someone's going to meet me and say, I'm a messenger from the Lord. And um, it's just like, I was on a roll. And I remember um, I did ESOM, which is a fantastic year out when, it, when it, we're talking about your kingdom identity and understanding who we are. And I did that. But what I realized close to that end of year, I definitely was waiting for a moment as I sit in that room where this sort of like ta-da moment where the curtains would go back and someone would say, Liz Johnston, this is what you've won for risking everything and coming here. Not that this is a bad place to move to, it's a very lovely place to move to. <laughs> and it never really happened. And then our finances went quite wrong, well, to my plan. <laughs> our plan. And, um, and then I couldn't quite get a job that I wanted, and it started to feel like everything was just shutting down. And I remember feeling cornered. You know when you have a plan, and it doesn't go to plan, and you know when you tell God what the plan is, and that doesn't seem to happen, and then you decide in your mind who, who needs to do what for you to start feeling better. And I remember having a moment where I thought, ah, oh, I think this is now an identity moment. I feel like this is a moment between me and God where I'm either going to keep pushing as to what I think is the right thing to do. And it's a bit like being back in that car boot sale. God, if you make this happen, I'm going to feel loved. And if you make these people do this, I'm going to feel like I've got purpose and I have an identity. And God, if you just answer me this way, I just know that you love me and that I am your daughter. And it just never happened. And I realized that quite often in life, we can go through going, he loves me, he loves me not. He loves me, he loves me not. He values me, he values me not. He knows me, <laughs> he doesn't know me at all. I'm worth, I'm worth loads, I'm worth nothing. And I remember this moment, and I was sitting in my room, and I thought, I, there's just that surrender where you just say, God, just going to let it all go. And it, the picture I have is like, you know when you have a little baby, they used to do more of this years ago, when a little baby couldn't settle, you used to just wrap it, like you swaddled it. And there's a moment we just have to allow God to just scoop us up and say, I love you. I know you. You have value. 
And we have to hear him say that no matter what is happening in our circumstances. If we don't get that, it's like being back in that car boot sale, being surrounded by nobody who knows our value. But when we stick with God, he does. The other way we can know that we are learning our kingdom identify is that we can go through tough times with purpose. At the women's conference, um, Catherine Wolfe said this beautiful thing. She says, what is true in the light is true in the dark. What is true in the light is true in the dark. And when we go through difficult things, like this year can feel like just one massive pause or just a bit of a blur. You know, I wanted to meet someone. I wanted to change my job. I wanted to move house. I just haven't done anything. And coming to the end of this year, we can feel like horses in the box ready for 2021. And then, then I'm going to make things happen. I'm going to go places and see people. And, and, and I, can, I know that I will feel better when I can change my circumstances. But that is going back to that car boot sale. But when we go through stuff with God, and when God says, I will work all things for you, the good, I know you, I will, I will work this out for your good, we find our identity, I think, more in difficulty than when time is good, because when the push comes to shove, that's when we go, ah, God, you've got to let me know that you know me and you love me. We can't have everything comfortable and okay for us to feel like God loves us and values us and knows us. It's got to happen inside. That's why Jesus said, even when the storms go, I will be with you. You will have trouble, but I will be with you. I know you. I love you. And it's clinging hold of that. The other reason, the other way that we can know that we're growing in our identity is that we start liking ourselves a little more. And we start liking other people a little bit more. It's a little bit like the story of the inflatable boy. Now, the inflatable boy goes to an inflatable school and has an inflatable head teacher. And one day, he just goes mad with a drawing pin. And the head teacher calls him into the office and he says, son, you've let yourself down. You've let me down and you've let the whole school down. Like that? You can put your comments online if you want. <laughs> and there is times in our life where we just think, I've let myself down. I have gone wrong again. I have failed again. And we do things wrong. We get bored with ourselves. Do you sometimes just get bored with your own stuff? <laughs> I'm still annoyed, or I'm still stressed, or I'm still anxious, or I'm still controlling, or I'm still... And but when we have no our kingdom identity, it lands this far and no further. Because when we get disappointed and we let ourselves down, we then go, oh, but God has me and he knows me and I'm learning and this is going to be okay. God is doing something and I can try again. Whereas when we don't grasp hold of that, it drops down to I'm rubbish, I'm worthless, I'm no good, I don't like myself, I don't like myself, I don't like anyone else. And we go back to that car boot sale where we don't know our value. But when we are kingdom identified, it allows us to have a go. It allows us to take risk because we're not trying to find our identity, but we're working from our identity, which means we can do something, have a go and get it wrong and say sorry and repent and turn back to God. 
This kingdom identity is a pilgrimage. God doesn't just grab us, dunk us in something, and we come out different. He puts us on a process of learning through all that we go through who we are and whose we are. It's a process of surrendering to him. You've got to say to God, what do you say about me? You know, the Bible says we have to tear down lofty arguments that set themselves up against God. And I think sometimes our arguments are just, God, I know what I, I know my value. I know my worth. God, I am worthless. God, I am stupid. God, I do get this wrong. And we, it's those, it's those lies, it's that stuff that we have to tear down and say, God, I surrender to you. What do you say I am? And I will agree with you. If you say I am loved, if you say I'm precious, if you've created me to be me, I'll be me. I won't compare myself to someone else or be somebody I'm not. I will be who you've called me to be. You know, other people do add into our identity. God places us in family with friends, and and that is a wonderful thing. But the foundation of who we are has to come from God. Because no perfect marriage, no wonderful relationship, no new job, nothing else will, will fix the us being right with our Heavenly Father. And that, when we are placed with Him, and when He speaks into our heart, when we allow that to keep happening in our life, we see everything else, the way we think, feel, behave, starts to shift. We demolish the lies that say, we're orphans and we cling hold of the truth that God has for us. I'm just going to read this in Romans 8. It won't come up on the screen. But Paul says, you did not receive the spirit of religious duty leading you back to a fear of never being good enough, but you received a spirit of full acceptance enfolding you into the family of God and you will never feel orphaned. And as he rises up within us, our spirits join with him, saying the words of tender affection, beloved father. For the Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood real to us as he whispers in our innermost being, you are God's beloved child. The Holy Spirit does that in us. When we allow the Holy Spirit to to invade our lives, to accept him and to invite him in. It's that Holy Spirit in us that says who we are and whose we are. This is a gift of God. Near Christmas time, we will have gifts. This is a gift of God. And I just wanna end with this final point, is as we grow in our kingdom identity, we must remember it is a gift from God. And the requirement that we have is that we accept it, that we surrender to it, that we say yes to everything that God has because he is good, he is loving, he is kind, he does know you, he knows what you're going through, he knows your life, he knows the year you've had, he knows you. And it's an acceptance of a gift because Paul gives a really strong warning as we look in Galatians about this. He says this, he says in Galatians 3, let me put this question to you. How did you get this new life? Was it by working your heads off to please God or was it by responding to God's message to you? Are you going to continue this craziness? 
For only crazy people would think they could complete by their own efforts what has begun with by God. If you weren't smart enough or strong enough to begin it, how do you suppose you're going to perfect it? And what I've noticed about my relationship with God is the joy of the salvation where you realize what God has done and how much he's forgiven you. Somewhere along the lines, it then flips into all about us and earning it. Now, quite a few years ago now, when I was nursing, I um, was in accident and emergency, and a man came in who'd worked in in a funeral um, parlor. And he had left his can of Coke on the side, and somebody, I don't know why, had put a couple of drops of some sort of chemical, embalming chemical in it. And he had drunk it, and he had come in because he, of course, had got some um, injuries from drinking this poison. And I remember picking up the can to put in the evidence bag for the police and it had all gone rusty and crumpled up. And I just was thinking of that, just just as we end now, that if you had your drinks bottle with you now and whatever's in there you want to drink and it's lovely and water, and let's just say that this just represents the gift of God, the living water that Jesus offers you. He says, while you were nothing, while you were at a car boot sale, with a plant pot in you, and no one knew who you were. I loved you, I saw you, I saw your purpose. I loved you. I love all that you are. I know you, I know every hair on your head. I know you when you, were, when you knitted together in your mother's womb. This is the gift. I buy you and I set you into my family and I say that you are heirs and I give you a freedom to live your life. And if we choose, and if we think, I've got to earn this. If you get before God in your quiet time and all you can think about is everything you've done wrong, and have I prayed enough, and have I done enough, you are just adding just a little couple of drops into that drink of poison. Jesus says you couldn't start it, and why are you now crazily thinking that you can end it? And I think some of us, we get this way. We go, I can't just step into God's presence. I can't ask to pray for someone. Or I can't do that. Or I can't do that because of all the stuff I've done wrong. But it is a gift of God. And Jesus says, just believe in the the price that I've paid. And keep it that way. If we want to walk in our identity as heirs, an heir is someone that doesn't earn it. It is given as an inheritance. It's given as a birthright. And the bands are just going to um, come up now, and I just, I'm just going to pray for us for this moment, because I think so easily we switch into thinking we've got to earn something from God, and we just start believing things which are not from God. And maybe if you're able to, why don't, why don't you stand? Just feel that the Holy Spirit is here that the Holy Spirit wants to show you again who you are. And if you are here and, or you're watching online and you have never known the gift of Jesus, I just wanna tell you that God knows you and loves you and plucks you out like that plant pot at a car boot sale and says, I know your purpose and I will happily pay the price for you to come into the family of God. 
And the only way you come into the family of God is by accepting what Jesus has done for you, for accepting his life, agreeing with him and saying sorry for the stuff that you have done wrong, for the sin, so that he can heal you of the sin that you have done and the sin that's been done to you. But for us that have been walking with Jesus for a while, it is so easy for what was delightful and amazing to become heavy and hard. And if you're just thinking today, I just know I just need to try harder, it's not gonna work. And we have to come back to just agreeing for the gift of God, saying, God, you say, who I am. You say my value and I'll agree with you. And I just want to give you a moment, maybe close your eyes and just say, God, what do I need to believe about you and what do I need to believe about me for me to step into and continue to walk being kingdom identified? God, what do I need to believe about you? Sometimes we believe he is hard and cold and distant and it is a lie. He is good, he is kind, he is close. And maybe sometimes someone here just needs to just say, God, I am sorry for looking at my circumstances and saying, you love me, you love me not, you love me. And today I just settle it that you love me and you know me and you've called me. Holy Spirit, I invite you to come. Thank you that you are here. Come and rest on each one of us that we might know again our purpose, our value of who you are and whose we are. Holy Spirit, come and fill our hearts again that we might be sealed in us, that we are children of God, that we are heirs to a promise that we could never earn by ourselves, never work this out by ourselves, and we rest again in your unfailing love and your amazing gift for us, and we receive it, and we say thank you, and we say yes to everything you want to say about us. Holy Spirit, come. I feel like there's just a few things that have happened this year where people have thought, oh God, I don't know whether you were there then. And I feel the Holy Spirit just wants to say he was there then. He was there when you just had this moment of, I think I'm really alone. And just real fear gripped in. And you felt out of control and totally scared. And the Holy Spirit wants to say, I was there and I had you. Allow him to heal you now. Allow him to wrap you in his comfort. And just as we continue to listen to the Holy Spirit, the band are gonna sing a song over us. And we're just gonna listen to that and just agree with those words.
Thank you for joining us for our podcast today. For more information, resources and opportunities, you can check us out at CosmicCoastVineyard.com.